0: blog
1: talk radio do you watch fox news all day are you dizzy from conservative spin are you a birther or teabagger you might be suffering from a condition called barachnophobia if so the only cure is liberal dan radio wednesdays at 8 p.m central on blog talk radio warning liberal dan radio is not a substitute for doctor's advice Severe cases of arachnophobia may require psychiatric help. This may prove expensive if Republicans repeal health care. Listening to Liberal Dan Radio may cause you to embrace things like facts, logic, and reason. If these symptoms last for more than four hours, you have been cured. For more information, go to LiberalDan.com. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347 838 You can also join us in the chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash liberal dan. You can Skype with us if you click the Skype button uh, in the chat room. And if you're listening after the live broadcast, you could always... Leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. over on the show thread at liberaldan.com, which is finally back up and running. So uh, today's show is going to be basically focusing on Donald Trump's announced uh, contract on America, and that's what I'm choosing to call it. And uh, but first, as I like to do most shows, I'd like to start off with this week's headlines. In celebrity death news, the snuff film that is 2016 continues with dead or alive singer Pete Burns dead at 57. Well, I guess Schrodinger opened the box, and I'll have to change the name of the band now. In wrestling news, Vince McMahon of the WWE has put a gag order on wrestlers talking about presidential election issues. If you do not remember, Donald Trump was once featured on WWE television and even shaved Vince McMahon's head, because that's the kind of leadership we need, America. In science news, scientists believe that they've un- that there may very well be undiscovered moons lurking around Uranus, and the nine-year-old and everyone just had a Beavis and Butthead moment. Uh. <laughs> In more science news, scientists have figured out that by launching nukes into the ice caps on Mars, that we could create life and create a planet that is hospitable to human life. I just want them to rename it the Genesis Project and send the remains of Leonard Nimoy along with them as well so we can get Spock back. In political news, former Congressman Joe Walsh has promised to pick up his musket on November 9th if Donald Trump loses. Forgive me, Congressman, but I do not think you have the balls. And in a more political mo- news, both Arnold Schwarzenegger and Colin Powell have stated that they are not voting for Trump, with at least Powell publicly stating an endorsement of Hillary Clinton. The wheels are falling off the Donald Trump campaign, folks, and it couldn't be happened soon enough. Anyway, so we are going to be talking about, uh, for the most part of the show, most of the show, I'll be talking about Donald Trump's contract on America. So if you weren't paying attention over the weekend, uh, Donald Trump held a press conference, and you can even go to Donald's website and see what he calls a groundbreaking contract for the American voter in Gettysburg. Oh, of thousands, tens of thousands of people who are dead at Gettysburg are probably rolling around in their grave. I'm surprised there wasn't an earthquake. Um, So this is basically what he's planning on doing supposedly in the first hundred days of office. Um, And so he gives some little spiel and rhetoric about how he never wanted to be a politician but he just had to act because you know, reasons. So he then lists his contract with the American voter. So let's go over these with a fine-tooth comb and just see what his problems are here and what he wants to try and do and why it's either good or bad or ridiculous. First, the first thing he's going to do when he gets in office, on the first day of his term of his office, his administration will immediately pursue the following six measures to clean up the corruption and special interest collusion in Washington, D.C. First, propose a constitutional amendment to impose term limits on all members of Congress. This is where he just starts off showing that he has no reason to be president. He, is no, he doesn't understand the Constitution. He doesn't understand that the president plays no role in the constitutional amendment process. And he wants to do this. this is the thing he's going to do on the first first thing he's do on the first day of uh, and he's in office something that's going to take that would take months, if not years, to accomplish. And I support the idea of term limits because yes, the power of the inc- incumbency is very powerful, and you have people who stay in Congress far too long. And that's fine. But even with term limits, people just get frustrated with, you know, they'll say, I thought we voted in term limits. And then you'll see somebody so you know, still serving in government for 50 years, because you'll have a term limit in a city council seat. So they'll sit in the city council seat for two terms, and then they'll go and they'll go to the at large seat for two terms. And then they'll maybe become mayor. For two terms, or they'll go the other route and they'll go for a house seat, a a legislative seat in in their state house for two terms, and then they'll go for uh, the senate seat in their state for legislature for two terms, and then they'll run for Congress. And let's say they make the congressional congressional terms three terms. You know, maybe that's the limit: three terms in Congress and another two in in the senate. So that's another six years followed by another eight. 12 years, it's 18 years on top of all of that time. So you basically still have people in government the entirety of their lives. So while the idea is nice to try and get some fresh and new blood in there, you wind up having people who still serve for a ridiculous really nice amount of time. I don't think it's ever possible that you're going to actually get rid of what he wants to get rid of or he claims to want to get rid of. Um, that way. I just think it's this is more of a feel-good type thing that he is going to be like, because he'll sit there he'll be like, I proposed this. Maybe he'll even sign an executive order, maybe saying, asking Congress to do that, or maybe he'll make a formal proposal to Congress, here, please pass this for me, and then they'll sit there and be like, okay, or no, and then they'll edit it. If they do decide to take it up, they'll then edit it. Either that'll just throw it up on the floor, and nothing will happen of it, because you're asking Congress to give themselves term limits, which won't happen unless you actually elect people to Congress who are going to do this. That's the problem. You're not, we're not, we're not, he's not focusing on trying to get people elected to Congress who will also implement this idea of his. So it's really, it's not going to happen. So his first thing he wants to do is going to be an abject failure, just like his presidency would be. But that's first. That's his first thing that he wants to do. So, second, a hiring freeze on all federal employees to reduce the federal workforce through attrition, exempting military, public safety, and public health. Okay. So, military, public safety, and public health are probably the three biggest things. So, reducing government through attrition the other ways, you're probably not going to see. I don't know the specific numbers and percentages of what those three sectors of government make up. But I, I have a feeling that because military spending in and of itself is huge, makes up a big chunk of the budget, and then adding on public safety on top of that, um, and you could lump lots of things under public safety, depending on what type of, you know, what he thinks should exist or not. I don't, I don't know what his, what his ideas are on the EPA. You have a lot of Republicans who would get rid of the EPA, but I would lump the, the EPA under the public safe under public safety and under public health. Uh, then you have VA, Medicare, Medicaid, many other, you know, all the, all the health related positions that are there. You're not going to freeze those. So what, maybe the IRS, maybe IRS, maybe Social Security, um, maybe, I don't know, I'm drawing a blank off the top of my head as to what um, Department of the Interior. I don't know. You're gonna have not a lot of things that are gonna be have that freeze applied to, um, and then, you know, so so you reduce it a little bit through attrition. I don't think this is gonna have any significant effect on it. Um, and and if if what if it causes you to, and and what what is he gonna to do to suit an executive order? He's gonna sign an executive order to to do a hiring freeze. So then what? Well he's doing an executive order, which, you know, according to Republicans, they're evil and terrible, but then he's gonna realize, oh, well, we have this other needed thing that needs to be done, and our executive order is getting in the way, so he will make another executive order exempting us, and it will exempt that, and there is, again, it's not gonna have that big of an effect on the budget, it's not gonna have that big of an effect on hiring, especially since you've exempted military, public safety, and public health. Third, a requirement that for every new federal regulation, two existing regulations may be must be eliminated. That's just arbitrary and asinine. Like, I understand that Republicans would love to have no, you know, little or zero regulation on things to begin with. They want government to, quote, get out of the way, even though when government got out of the way and allowed oil companies to operate in the Gulf pretty much at will uh, because of the horrible things that were going on at MMS, you end up having a rig exploding, and there's a big movie about it with Marky Mark uh, in it now. So I I don't know how. Of course, what is a regulation? He can probably chop off different things if he doesn't necessarily think that, you know, maybe maybe two things he'll consider two things to be separate regulations, and then they will add in new ones. So it's it's very vague. It it it's it's pretty meaningless because. In reality, if he, if he could, just goes by the simple thing of regulations and, and Republicans and what Republicans want, they will probably put in no new regulations, which means no regulations get cut or are required to get cut. So, again, it really has no – there's no difference. Um, fourth, a five-year ban on White House and congressional officials becoming lobbyists after then – after they leave government service. This, is a, this would be a law, and he has no authority to do that. So there's that. Fifth, a lifetime ban on White House officials lobbying on behalf of a foreign government. Lobbying the White House? I mean, I guess during the course of his presidency, he could say that if you are a White House official, that you can't lobby the White House. I don't know how he would enforce that lifetime ban on White House officials lobbying on behalf of a foreign government to Congress. I don't think the president has any say over that. It would probably have to come from Congress. And furthermore, how big of a problem is this? I understand. Uh, people leaving government and becoming lobbyists. That does happen, obviously. But how often do people specifically go from being a White House official to being a lobbyist for another government? I I I haven't heard much about that one. So it seems to me like with that one, he's just making up things as he goes along. Sixth, a complete ban on foreign lobbyists raising money for American elections. So he's going to piss off IPAC, He's going, to, which he's going to probably quickly change his mind on. And again, he doesn't control the Federal Election Commission. Um, they're created by statute, they're created by law. So the Federal Election Commission would, would be able to have to make their own, I guess, rules as to how they would work. But the, the government would, Congress would have to make that ban if it doesn't already exist, not. Trump. So there's your first six things that he wants to do in his contract on America, and most of them are either meaningless or he doesn't have the authority to do in the first place, which seems about par for the course for Donald Trump and what he wants to do. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and take my first commercial break. Um, come back. Take your calls as well. Three four seven eight three eight eight three six eight. That's three four seven eight three eight eight three six eight. This is Liberal Dane Radio. Talk
0: to the left. That's right.
1: so check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency, and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings.
0: I am sick and tired of the propaganda in today's media. You know, we can't have a sane discussion about politics. Well, yes, you can, and it's on ROJS Radio Live with the girls, Monica R.W., and Autumn F. I'm there every week when they discuss Michigan and national politics, job search, unemployment, and more from an independent, laugh, sanity-based point of view. So, tune in, ROJS Radio Live, Saturdays and Sundays at 11 a.m. sharp here on the Blog Talk Radio Network.
1: Welcome back to Liberty and Radio Talks the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 347-838-8368. That's area code 347-838-8368. Um, you can join in the show via Skype uh, on the show thread page. You can ask questions in the chat room. And again, if you're listening live or listening after the live broadcast. You can leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. cetera, um, all over on Liberaldan.com. So, Trump's proposals, according to Washington Post, um, do not prevent lobbyists from becoming part of the administration. Um, and Trump's proposals go well beyond ethics rules uh, governing former lawmakers and administrators. Officials who become lobbyists, known as a "cooling off" period. Under current law, former House members must wait one year before they can lobby Congress, and former senators must wait two years. Uh, executive branch officials must wait either two years or one year after lobbying before lobbying their former agency, depending on how senior they were. So, but again, they, they don't really go into. Um, whether or not Trump has the authority to do that. So uh, I'm I'm, going to say that he doesn't have the authority to do that. Um, And as such, you know, his plan um, is probably incapable of being implemented without Congress, at least. Um, Let's see. Donald Trump's plan to make government honest contains... Well, this is actually... Um, let's see. Anyway, so no one's really saying about that, but I, I think it's pretty certain that he can, Trump can control what his lobby, what his people can do. I don't think he can prevent them doing anything after he they leave office. So I think that's a little ridiculous. So. On the same day, so those first six things were on the first day. Then there was another seven things on the same day. So why didn't list 13 things on day one? I don't know. It's a little weird. But, okay, first, on day one, he is going to announce his intention to renegotiate NAFTA or withdraw from the deal under Article 2205. So he's going to announce his intention to do that. He's not, he doesn't give a timeline as to when NAFTA would have to be renegotiated or when he would choose to withdraw if they don't renegotiate it within a certain point in time. But again, this is not something he's going to actually be doing on the first day of up. He won't renegotiate this on the first day. He's just going to announce his intention to renegotiate. So Hasn't he already just announced his intention to renegotiate NAFTA or withdraw from the deal under Article 2205? I mean, he's just saying, he can just say, now, I intend to do this. He doesn't even have to do it on day one. Well, hopefully he won't get to do it on day one because hopefully he won't be president. But it's a, it's, he, he's just announced it. So there's no need to announce it again. Department of Redundancy Department. Second, he's going to announce withdrawal from TPP. We'll, we'll see what, what he actually does. Uh, third, he will direct my Secretary of the Treasury to label China a currency manipulator. Now, who is going to be his Secretary of the Treasury? Is he going to appoint a new one? Will that get appointed on that day? No? Then how is he going to do that on the first day? Again, Just more examples as to why Donald Trump is just not capable of serving because he doesn't even know how government works. Fourth, he will direct the Secretary of Commerce and US trade representatives to identify all foreign trading abuses that unfairly impact American workers and direct them to use every tool under American and international law to end those abuses immediately. Does that include when Trump, when his own company um, has his clothing made overseas? So will he have his own company looked at, into, or will will that just get swept under the rug? Fifth, I will lift the restrictions on the production of 50 trillion dollars worth of job-producing energy reserves including shale, oil, natural gas, and clean coal. Okay, working backwards, clean coal. Cleaner coal, maybe, but there's no such thing as clean coal, especially in the effects that it has on the environment. Now, I know there are a lot of people in coal-producing states who are upset at the idea. And, look, Democrats do a horrible idea on this, okay? Democrats do a terrible, a terrible job of saying what they would do with coal workers once you remove coal. And and that loses them the coal vote. I would say, if I was running for president, I would say that I would, when, when as I'm replacing coal with cleaner energy, let's say solar, I'm, I would say, look, if we're eliminating these coal jobs, we're going to help these companies or whatever convert or help these workers um, get trained uh, in trade so that they could manufacture solar panels, for example, if that's the route you would go. So that instead of going into the mines and getting black lung and, you know, generally being, you know, unhealthy for the rest of their lives, they could instead make manufacture solar panels and have a good job manufacturing those items and have a new trade, and have a new job, and have a new career. And that way you're not taking their jobs from them. That way you're giving them new jobs, maybe even better paying jobs. You're giving them more skills on top of that. So Democrats do a horrible job at explaining how you would eliminate coal. They just want to Say let's get rid of coal and make it sound good, but you need to go into more detail or it makes it look bad. Natural gas has the same issues, uh, where where the runoff and everything, all the the elements that are that are used in in the in the extraction of natural gas from the ground can go into your drinking water supplies and poison them and poison people, set people's water on fire. Um, we've already talked about briefly oil and how unregulated oil leads to big explosions in the Gulf. And most importantly, one of the things is that he wants to open the restrictions on production of our reserves. Their reserves I would think for a reason because we're reserving them for some later date. We don't want to use up our reserves because we don't have reserves. If an emergency happens, we don't have oil. It's very short-sighted on his part. And it would, you know, by, by lifting the restrictions, by lifting those regulations, you're going to be opening yourselves up to lots of environmental and human life disasters. But that doesn't matter in the eyes of the wealthy who in the short term only care about profit. Profit in the short term is more important than people's safety. Because as long as the people running those businesses can take out all of the money from that business as possible, it doesn't matter to them if that business gets sued because something, because lightning struck and a problem happened because they're shielded from responsibility. They're shielded. That corporate layer prevents them from having the wealth that they gained from those risky activities. They're shielded from that. And something's wrong with that. And that needs to change and it won't change Under a Trump administration, I don't think it's going to change under, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it'll change under a Clinton administration. That would have to be something you go through Congress, and I doubt that would pass through Congress, but it's something that should be talked about. Sixth, lift the Obama-Clinton roadblocks to allow vital energy infrastructure projects like the Keystone Pipeline to move forward. Now, we had a situation recently, I think it was in Georgia, where a gasoline pipe exploded and got or, or broke and got gasoline all over the place, eliminated the supply of gasoline somewhere. You also had another situation that happened, I think, the other day where more gasoline came out of a pipe and done more harmful effects to a town. What does – this is not our vital energy infrastructure. That the, the Keystone Pipeline does not help us that much. It may give us a few short-term jobs. In construction those jobs could be created to do other things like build roads and bridges and other vital infrastructure projects that aren't going to be harmful and contain flammable fluids that can get into water supplies and ruin in the environment and natural habitats for all sorts of different animals and stuff like that but the the oil that's going to be in this Pipeline is not only messier because it's, it's a tar sand, so it has it's grittier, I guess. It's harder to clean up. People have said that it's harder to clean up than normal oil spills, and all normal oil spills are hard to clean up. And then it goes down to the Gulf to Texas, and then we export it because they're taking advantage of some go zone things go zone regulations that enable the companies who are refining the oil and sending the fuel overseas to have to pay less taxes or something. So basically it's not helping our dependence on foreign oil at all. It's helping these companies become richer. It doesn't help the average American. For some reason the Republicans have able to have been able to fool their base, if you're believing that this is somehow going to improve their lives in some way. No, it's just going to improve the lives of oil executives. Seven, cancel billions in payments to UN climate change programs and use the money to fix American water and environmental infrastructure. Now, it's good to see somebody wanting to help our water infrastructure and our environmental infrastructure. But... Don't cut your nose off to spite your face. The I mean, you know climate change is a real thing that's being caused by people. And we need to do something about it. I was having an argument with somebody who just simply today on Facebook about an unrelated thing, but it you know, he he made a claim. I asked him to prove his claim, and he was like, Well, you're just stupid if you haven't seen it yourself. I'm like this is why conservative a lot of conservatives just reject science it's because they don't get simple things like if somebody makes a claim whose responsibility is it to prove that claim it's not mine it's theirs so if he can't even get that simple thing and understand that if he's making questions he needs to make he needs to become the responsible one to try and prove it then it's you know, he's just not going to get other things like the scientific method. Anyway, gonna take my second commercial, second break. Come back after the break. Take your calls. Three four seven eight three eight eight three six eight. This is Liberal Bay and Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.
0: To win workers' independent news, a production of diversified media enterprises. I'm Doug Cunningham. 750 striking Harvard dining hall workers have won their three week strike. Unite Here Local 26 President Brian Lang says the union's bargaining committee believes the tentative agreement addresses all of the concerns raised by the striking workers. They demanded at least $35,000 a year and an end to Harvard putting more health care costs onto them. The workers were voting on the tentative contract ending the strike on Wednesday. Striker Aaron Duckett says in addition to strong union and student support, the Harvard strikers also drew some political support for their strike. It's been unbelievable. State officials, saw live the Lawrence, come out to our line. We've had tons of city council members from Cambridge. We've had a couple of Boston council members come out to our line. The AFL-CIO says its data shows that black women come out to vote in higher numbers than other women, and those women are not voting for Trump. The GOP candidate is going to feel himself getting grabbed by the ballot by a powerful surge of black women voters November 8th. The Milwaukee Labor Council's Sheila Cochran. We are, as women, key in electing worker-friendly candidates and have always been. And our demographics, when we look at post-election synopsis, they the line a very strong presence of african-american women nationally the afl-cio is mobilizing african-american women in a get out the vote effort and cochran says in milwaukee labor is running strong and getting black women to the polls for hillary clinton and to make sure trump never becomes president here when it comes down to women in the labor movement going toward very successful, we hope, presidential election. The polling has found not one woman in Wisconsin, one black woman, who has said that they would have anything to do with this individual becoming president of the United States. Port drivers at Container Freight California Cartage expanded an ongoing port worker strike Wednesday protesting violations of U.S. labor laws. Some of the striking workers are being called from the picket lines for testimony in a National Labor Relations Board trial of Chinese-owned intermodal bridge transport that's entering its 12th day. That trial is a result of the NLRB finding merit in the drivers' assertions that they are illegally being misclassified by IBT as independent contractors rather than as employees. Port workers are engaged in a long-term battle to end labor law violations at the ports of los angeles and long beach the violations include wage theft misclassification harassment retaliation and intimidation for union activity wrongful termination and unsafe working conditions brought to you by union active affordable state of the art web design using responsive web technology with easy to use content tools member management features and a host of other tools that make union active your perfect web solution designs prices and features are online at unionactive.com You've been listening to Win Workers Independent News. For more information, visit laborradio.org. Welcome back to
1: liberal. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. This is your host Dan Zimmerman coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation. It's area code 347 838 8368. That is area code 347 838 8368. You know people talk about riding a bicycle? Well, you know how it's just you, you get back on the bicycle and it's just as easy. Well, I mean, I've been for some reason, I've been like each little section of Trump's thing, I've been just getting to the end of it, and this, that's the next commercial break. It's been pretty awesome. So I've, I've, been, I've been enjoying coming back. It's been I looked at the last show. It's actually been two months since I've been on the air between, you know, me doing Ubering and me going to Disney world and me doing a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, I've just been just so busy. Um, and I haven't had the time to really put in to try and putting in a good show. So I'm glad to be back on the air. Um, I hope I'll definitely be back next week and I'll definitely be back the week after, believe me, regardless of what happens, either yelling at America or thanking America. Um, In two weeks from now, Uh, maybe I'll even do a live podcast from uh, somewhere um, discussing the presidential election and the results. Uh, Maybe I'll have a group of people with me that time. We'll see. Um, I'll definitely uh, be wanting to do uh, coverage of the election um, on election night. So that should be an interesting thing to do. Anyway, so... Back to Donald Trump's contract on America. Additionally on the first day. So not only was there sixth and seventh and thirteen, there's another five. There's eighteen things that Trump plans are doing on the first day. Of course, some of those things could be negated by him just saying it now. But I guess he's gonna to have to feel the need to repeat himself. First, I will take the following five actions to restore security and the constitutional rule of law. First, he's going to cancel every unconstitutional executive action memorandum and order issued by President Obama. That will take him zero seconds because Republicans running for Congress or running for president or whatever just don't seem to understand what an executive order is and how they are all legal. I mean, I mean, I guess it's possible for some to be against the law if they violate what an executive order actually is allowed to do. But you have an executive order, which is legal, and most of them are going to be. So it's not going to take him very long to cancel every unconstitutional. He could probably just say, I rescind all constitutional. You know how he's going to do that? He's going to do it with an executive order. He doesn't say it, but he needs to do it that way. Second, here's another one of these. I don't need to list it because I've already done it. I'm going to begin the process of selecting a replacement. I should have been reading this as Donald Trump. I'm going to begin the process of selecting a replacement for Justice Scalia from one of the 20 judges on my list who will uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States. I'm doing my finger thing with that. I don't, you can't see it. I don't know why I'm doing that. But hasn't he already begun that process of selecting a replacement for Justice Scalia because he has 20 justices on a list? that he believes will uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States, he's already begun it. You can't do second is impossible. It's already begun if he gets elected, which hopefully he won't be. Third, I will cancel all federal funding to sanctuary cities. And I'm sorry if the Trump limitation is bad. I hope to never have to use it again. But sanctuary cities are the biggest myth one of the biggest myths, maybe. that the, the Rep- First, I think the biggest myth that Republicans like to use, talk about, is trickle-down economics. If I don't name big myths, it's trickle-down economics is the first big myth. The second big myth is Ronald Reagan. What they say Ronald Reagan is versus what he actually was. Um, third, maybe the vast numbers of voter fraud that could be fixed with a voter ID law. And then fourth would be sanctuary cities. There's no such thing as a sanctuary city. Under the Constitution, states get the authority to do things not listed in the Constitution. States don't get the authority to do things that are powers given to the federal government in the Constitution. So, a city cannot implement border policy. It cannot enforce border policy. The ability to, to protect the border is specifically given to the federal government in the Constitution. So, if it's specifically given the power to, to govern our borders, if the go- power to govern our borders is specifically given to the federal government in the Constitution, it is not a power that the states gain via the 10th Amendment. And as such, the states or, or municipalities within those states, lack the ability to actually uh, implement or use those laws. It's a federal government thing. So a city is under no requirement to do anything because it has no authority to do anything. And a city that would assert an authority the I mean, only way that the city could potentially have the authority to do anything is if the federal government came in and, and said look we're going to make a joint task force or something like that but so again so if you're canceling funding San sanctuary City, since sanctuary cities are a myth you're canceling nothing funding to nothing 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 fourth begin removing the more than two million criminal illegal immigrants from the country Cancel visas to foreign countries that won't take them back. Um, all right. I mean, Obama has been the deporter-in-chief, according to La Raza. And so I'm not exactly sure what he thinks he's going to improve. I mean, maybe he'll continue removing the 200 mil- 2 million criminal illegal immigrants from the country. Continuing might be a good thing, but he won't be the one that starts it. Suspend immigration from terror-prone regions where vetting cannot safely occur. All vetting of people coming to our country will be considered extreme vetting. Now, what is extreme vetting? It's extreme rules, man! It's extreme vetting! We're going to have extreme... I don't know. I don't know what that is. meaningless. It's a meaningless term. Whatever that means, extreme vetting. Are they getting water torture until they prove that they're not, you know, bad guys or whatever? This is all about the refugee crisis i guess he's going to take down the statue of liberty as well give us your tired your poor uh, your huddled masses wretched refuse etc so i guess that just we could just return that to france i suppose so i guess this is above and beyond his plan to prevent muslims from entering because this is just immigration. Immigration and travel are two different things. I think he's going to stop any Muslim from entering the country. But immigration is going a step above. He's going to stop immigration from terror, terror-prone regions. Whatever. I guess he's not saying the Middle East because he made his mistake the last time with his whole blaming all the Muslims, even though not all Muslims live in the Middle East. I wonder if this Muslim comes from like Europe. What's Trump going to do with that plan? I guess he has to ban him. But how do you know? I mean take let's say take an Israeli with a beard and a and a a Palestinian with a beard and I'm sure most rednecks won't be able to tell the difference ridiculous Anyway so that's the 18th thing that he's going to do on day 1 so he's going to have a his day 1 it's going to be huge it's going to be the biggest day 1 ever I, he'll have an amazing day 1 it'll be great So, uh, next, he starts the the next 99 days, apparently. Um, Next, he will work with Congress to introduce the following broader legislative measures and fight for their passage within the first 100 days of his administration. And we will get to that after the break. And again, if you want to call, it's 347-838-8368. That's area code 347-838-8368. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the Left. That's right. Representation or advice on issues such as family law, bankruptcy law, DWI, or other civil or criminal matters, you need hands on legal advice from someone who will treat you as a priority and not just another number. So call the law office of Sherry I. Sandler at 504 528 9500. That's 504 528 9500. Or email sandlerlaw at cox.net. I trust Sherry with my legal needs, so should you. The preceding ad was an unpaid client endorsement. Do you like fun jewelry? Do you wish you could design jewelry that is designed just for you and that tells your story? Well, with Origami Owl, you can do just that. An Origami Owl jewelry bar is a fun way to get together with your friends, hang out, and design jewelry. There is no pressure to buy, but when you host a party, either in person or online, you have the opportunity to get deeply discounted jewelry based on what the friends you invite to the party purchase. If you would be interested in holding a party, either online or in person, go to CassieZCharms.OrigamiOwl.com. That is s s i e z Charms.OrigamiOwl.com and contact Cassie today. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the West. that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, Terry Quinn, 347-838-8368. Terry Quinn, 347-838-8368. Uh, my wife is also doing uh, Lula Row um, clothing as well. Some New craze that's sweeping the nation. Very comfortable pants. It's a NOLA row. Um, look up NOLA row on Facebook, N-O-L-A-R-O-E. Uh, you should be able to find it. That's um, Nola Rowe, roe R-O-E. Um, and you can uh, follow that page, and you can go from there. And they're actually doing a pop-up right now, selling a bunch of their stuff. So if you enjoy their stuff, or your, your wife, if you're not into tights, uh, if your wife or significant other or whatever likes these types of clothing, I would highly recommend because they're super comfy. Um, I know my wife loves these, and you know she wears them all the time. And I have a lot of coworkers also wear it all the time as well. So it's great. Anyway, so let's, we well, may not have time to go over his entire hundred day uh, administration because I've just lots of crap. So let's go through the, the next 99 days. The Middle class tax relief and simplification act, um, an economic plan to grow the economy to 4% per year and create 25 million new jobs through massive tax reduction simplification Probably going through the idea of uh, trickle-down economics. Current number of brackets will be reduced from seven to three. Tax forms will be greatly simplified. Business rate will be lowered from 35 to 15 percent. I wonder if he's going to get rid of the exceptions of, to income as well. Um, trillions of dollars in American corporate or money overseas can be brought back at a 10 percent rate. Of course, when we last did that, that didn't help anything. Um, and of course, as we said before, trickle-down economics does not work so I doubt that his plan is actually going to help the middle class. It's probably just a fancy name of saying, hey, we're going to give more money to the rich, but we're going to fool you into making it think it's uh, middle class. Or as um, Dark Helmet would say, "Fool you. End of the Offshoring Act. Establishes tariffs to discourage companies from laying off their workers in order to relocate to other companies and ship their products back to sort of the U.S. tax-free. I agree with this one. Ding, 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 ding. This is a good thing. I support this, and I would love if Hillary Clinton, when she becomes president, would implement this as well, because it is a good idea. Stop clocks to write twice a day. Well, there's your first time, Donald Trump. Ha-ha. American Energy and Infrastructure Act. Leverages public-private partnerships and private investments through tax incentives for one trillion infrastructure investment over 10 years. It's revenue neutral. (coughs) Um. I am highly speculative. We do need to invest uh, in our infrastructure and energy, Um, but I'm sure when he says infrastructure investment, it's probably more about energy infrastructure than actual bridges and roads. So I I will be highly speculative of this, especially with its leveraging public-private partnerships, and quotes. School Choice and Education Opportunity Act, the right to send their kids to public-private charter, magnet religious, or homeschool of their choice. Homeschool of their choice, so you can send them to a different home. That's interesting. Anyway, school choice. There's no school choice. We have full. We have charter schools in the in New Orleans here. Um, the entire city is completely charter. It's full charter. Never go full charter. And guess what? We don't have school choice. We have a lottery. We have to hope that our son. We have a our younger son. We have to hope that he gets to go to the same school as my other son. Otherwise, we have to take our kids to different places. And that's going to be ridiculous. If we've eliminated neighborhood schooling, which takes a lot of the people out of the entire process, it's a bad idea. It's a bad Having, you know, magnet schools are fine. Specialty schools, fine. But taking the whole neighborhood school concept out of things, not fine. You've taken away the choice of a parent of having a neighborhood school. Repeal and replace Obamacare Act. Um, Fully repeals Obamacare, replaces it with health savings accounts, um, which are fine, but we already have FSAs. If all FSAs would act like HSAs, that would be a good thing, but I don't know that yet enough about Trump's plan for that. The ability to purchase health insurance across state lines, that already can happen. You just, When Republicans say that, they actually want to, have to hypocritically um, go against the 10th Amendment when they say that. Uh, I can go into that. I think I've gone into that in a previous show, but I'll go over that again Maybe later, if, if I'm, I just want to get through the rest of the stuff, maybe I'll come back to that before the show ends. Uh, let states manage Medicaid funds? Huh. Um, cutting red tape at FDA, 000, Four hundred thousand, four thousand drugs awaiting approval, um, speed the approval of lifestyle medications. Maybe that's okay, too. I don't know. I haven't seen enough yet. But it's part of this whole repeal and replace Obamacare Act, and most of the parts of Obamacare, if, if, if you're not keeping in the part, if you're repealing it wholesale and not keeping in the the protections against abuse of pre existing condition clauses and rescission, then it's automatically going to be a non starter for me. Period. Affordable Children, Child Care and Elder Care Act allows Americans to child care and elder care from their taxes. We already can. Uh, incentivizes employers to provide on site child care services and creates tax free dependent care savings accounts for both young and elderly. That already have that. Okay. I mean maybe he'll expand it more, I don't know. But we already have that. And the Illegal Immigration Act. We already have... Uh, uh, well, currently we have a key. Uh, let's keep it illegal. It's already illegal immigration. So the idea is that you want to end it at all times. But again, fully funds the construction of a wall on a southern border with the full understanding that the country of Mexico reimbursing the United States for the full cost of such wall. Um I don't necessarily have a problem um, for, you know, if you illegally re-enter the United States after previous deportation, if you illegally illegally re-enter with felony conditions, you get a bigger sentence. So they get to come back here and they get to stay here for years because they come back across the wall. So if you're desperate, if you're homeless, if you don't have anything to do, just cross the wall, cross the border, come back, cross the border again, and you get free room and board for two to five years, depending on what you've done. Restoring Community Safety Act reduces surging crime, drugs, violence by creating a task force on violent crime and increasing funding for programs that train and assist local police. All for training of local police departments because several police departments have proven that they need more training. But I doubt Donald Trump will get what we're actually talking about that because he's rejecting the Black Lives Matter movement. every time he starts talking about how wonderful the police are and, you know, it's it's a nod and a wink to um, them. Restoring National Security Act, rebuilt our military, eliminating the defense sequester, expanding military investments. Now, so, expanding military investment, in what? Thing I want to know. Are you going to build more tanks and planes the military doesn't want so you can pay back the military industrial complex? That's bad. Provides veterans with the ability to receive public VA treatment or attend private doctors of their choice. All right, that's fine. Um, establishes new screening procedures for immigration um, to ensure those who are admitted to our country support our people and our values. That's bad. Clean up corruption in the Washington Act. This is it's going to drain the swamp. It's going to be the best drain swamp ever. Um, enacts a new ethics reform to drain the I didn't even get to the point where I just said this is a drain the swamp. Enacts new ethics reforms to drain the swamp and reduce corrupting and influence of special interests in our politics. Don't hold your breath, Donald. You are you are one of these special interests. You're a very special interest. November 8th, Americans will be voting for this 100-day plan. Actually, no. November 8th, Americans are going to be voting against this 100-day plan to restore prosperity to our economy. Because you're not going to restore prosperity to our economy, security, our communities, and honesty to our government. You're going to bring in a whole load of shit. <laughs> That's about it. And that is his pledge. Um we follow these steps here. And then, after all of this, uh, you said you can view the contract with the American voter here. I just thought I looked at it. Oh, there's a PDF. Is it fancy? Is it really fancy? Let me see how fancy it is. I haven't actually clicked on this link yet. Let's see how fancy it is. It's taking a lot of load. It must be fancy. Either that or my internet is crap. Which could very well be the true because I have Cox and um, Cox is crap. Um, let's see. There we go. No, it's, it's not. It's, it's, why, is, why did this take so long to pull up? It's just black text on white with no fancy graphics or nothing. Huh. Maybe I just got a virus on my computer from Donald Trump's website. <laughs> Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I would not put it past him. Anyway, so since we have about three to four minutes to sell, let me go back and I'll start explaining the whole thing about um, insurance. Okay, so Republicans will say that they want us to be able to buy insurance across state lines. Now, Blue Cross is a big thing. You have Blue Crosses. you have a National Blue Cross, you have Blue Cross in each state, and so the reason you have Blue Cross in each state is because states have rules, additional rules on top of federal regulations about the type of insurance products that can be sold in the state. Each state has insurance commissioners. A lot of times those insurance commissioners like to get together and discuss model policies and try and make their policies in each state at least match somewhat similarly to other people, but other states might not agree and might want some additional regulations on top of that. Take, for example, vehicles. We have some national vehicle safety standards that are uh, put on cars that you know that things that must happen. California, for example, adds to those things. So it's not contradicting them; it's just adding additional safety requirements on top of the existing federal ones. So, if uh, you are somebody who wants to buy a car in California, you have it, they can't sell to you in in California unless you meet these certain requirements. So, same thing goes for health insurance. If you have health insurance, if you want to buy a Blue Cross plan. You live in Louisiana. You want to be able to. Louisiana law requires that you have to, that those plans that you're buying have to follow those rules. So if if you're an insurer who wants to who are based in one state, you want to sell in another state. Let's say let's say I'm an insurer in Mississippi and I want to insure people in Louisiana. I then have to go to Louisiana and look at those rules for Louisiana and follow those rules. And once I do, once I create a plan that follows those rules, I create an in-state agent for that then I can then sell to people from my Mississippi headquarters in Louisiana. And guess what? I have now sold insurance policy across state lines because I followed the rules. What the Republicans want you to be able to do is they want you to be able to say, okay, I'm going to buy a plan, this plan over here from Nevada that follows Nevada rules. Now, I don't know what the Nevada, Nevada's rules are, but if Nevada's rules are half as strict as Louisiana rules, and then it's possible that I could get an inferior product, and if I have to sue them, I have to sue them in Nevada court instead so of Louisiana court. So therefore, and, and therefore, you also have this situation where you have uh, people being able to move to states with less regulations, uh, allowing insurance companies to circumvent state laws when they try and sell items to people in Louisiana, like if I am live in Wyoming and I and I have an insurance company in Wyoming, and I, I want to have, let's say Wyoming is very very unregulated for insurance. I don't know if they are, but let's say that they are. Let's say Louisiana maybe is more regulated. I don't know what, the, again, the combination is, but let's say that they are more regulated. And if I try and buy, a, I can then buy a policy from Wyoming under Wyoming rules instead of under Louisiana rules. But then if I'm screwed, I have to deal with Wyoming. And then basically the the company who's selling from Wyoming is basically circumventing the laws of Louisiana that the Constitution gives. This is why I'm saying that they're violating the Tenth Amendment, because Tenth Amendment would allow the states to have additional put additional regulations on top of those items. It allows Louisiana to control what it sells within its borders. And if by creating this law that would allow you to shop for insurance products across state lines, you are, in fact, violating the Tenth Amendment. Furthermore, because you're crossing state lines, it should be something that is federally regulated anyway. So it completely goes against the Constitution, but for some reason, Republican voters buy it, probably because the Republican voters who are buying it are not actually understanding the Constitution in the first place, just like the Republicans who are promoting these plans to the people. Anyway, that is the end of this week's show. I'm glad to be back. I will definitely be back next Wednesday. Uh eight p.m. central blogtalkradio.com, talk little Talk on Twitter at Libel facebook.com, Radio, facebook.com slash um until okay, so next week this is Dan Zimmerman with Libel Radio. Talk to them about week.